Welcome to the Mind Body TV podcast with Dr. Kim Duramo. I'm a conventionally trained physician sharing how the body heals and how you can access this state of healing effortlessly. Hey, hello. Welcome everyone to Mind Body TV. I'm Dr. Kim Duramo. We have a special guest here for our Mind Body Mentors Month. So I'm joined with Alicia Kapani, who's one of our Mind Body Mentors. Uh, for everyone who is here live, um, I would love to hear where you're tuning in from. And for those of you listening to the recording or watching the recording of the podcast, um, we'd love to hear from you as well. So you can, you know, put your comments in. We do get the comments, even if it's retroactively later on. Uh, so I appreciate insights, thoughts, you know, where are you tuning in from? Um, how did you find this work? Uh, we love hearing from you. So the reason we did this series is that we wanted to bring people that next dimension deeper with this work, with answering your questions, um, providing some perspective about what it's like to come through this journey uh, more in a more integrated way. Uh, Alicia and Jess have both mentored with me privately. Um, both of them had huge breakthroughs with this work even before that mentorship started and really had all the same like fears and blockages and severe severity of symptoms and um, you know, all the same humanness of what a lot of people coming to this work are faced with that might have you think, well, this really doesn't apply to me or because I have a physical diagnosis, this won't have the power it needs to have, or because I don't know, there's major trauma, you know, whatever, fill in the blank with what the objections can come up in the mind these guys have really lived it. So I, I am so excited and grateful to, to have them come this month and, and share their personal story, their personal journey and answer questions. So um, Alicia, thank you for being here again. I know we had you a couple of weeks ago to sort of share some of your journey with this work and we'll go even deeper today with um, uh, what you're here to share. So thank you so much for being here. You're welcome. So glad to be here. Hi, everyone. So um, Alicia you know, we talked a lot about relationships and depression and, and a lot of the things that were coming up for you. And I know you said like, there are so many other pieces to what you were dealing with. So why don't you just start, especially for people who haven't met you, um, to give them a feel of like what you were dealing with when you came to this work or through the journey of this work and, um, what were the doorways for resolution? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, so before I found this work, I like the main thing I was struggling with was depression. I had it for about five years, suicidal thoughts. I had a lot of anxiety. I um, had some physical issues as well. I had acid reflux that I had to take medication for every day. Uh, I had digestive issues. Uh, I had issues with my bladder. Like there was a point where I couldn't even go like an hour long lecture without needing to pee, like it was really bad. Um, I didn't realize at the time I had mold and candida and all those like common things. Um, I had a lot of shame because it was kind of <laughs> taught to me growing up, like your value is outside of you. It's in what you look like, uh, how smart you are, how much you've accomplished, all those types of things. And that like, you pretty much have no value. Um, unless you're like educated, like it's very common in our 
like Indian culture. Like if you're not a doctor, a lawyer, an engineer, if you're not in their eyes, like highly educated, you're like worthless. And it was like kind of even taught to me, like you, no one will want to marry you. Like you won't even re receive love if you don't have these things. So there was a lot of outer value, a lot of shame, a lot of really caring what other people think, a lot of trying to prove myself, which was subconscious the majority of the time. I did not realize I was trying to prove myself in everything that I was doing. And I also had um, a lot of fear around money. Like, I don't know if you knew this, but I used to be like a kleptomaniac. Like I would actually like steal a lot. Yeah. Like when I was a kid, I would actually steal from like people. Um, but as an adult, I would more steal like if I thought it didn't affect someone, like steal public things, like steal a Christmas ornament off a tree at a restaurant kind of thing. Like I'm like, oh, it's not affecting anyone. Like, I don't know why I would do this kind of stuff, but like once I found your work and I realized like my cells are listening to everything that I'm saying. And when I do this, it's like I'm sending a message to my body that I'm in lack, that I feel like I would need to steal something. So that's not a thing anymore. But yeah, I had a lot of fear about, around money and I was in a job I really didn't like for a long time and just kind of thought that like that's what life is and that's what you have to do until like... I don't know, about six years of doing that. And then I really started to feel the heaviness of like, this can't be all that's available for me. Like, and if that is like, what's even the point of living? If like, this is the point of life, you, you just work, even if you don't like it, and then you die one day or you retire and then you get to feel joy. Like, I'm like, there's no way that this is all there is to life. Um, so I had to move through a lot of fear to really realize that abundance is my birthright and that I'm always taken care of and get to the point where something else could be created for me. And wow. a lot of people that work with me come to me for that, actually, even though I don't like talk about this a lot, that this is something that I, I walked through and went through. So many people come to me because they just don't like their job and they know that something else is available for them and they want that to get created for them. So, and Alicia, I'm sure you weren't thinking like, oh, I'm in fear about money when you were like taking the, the ornament off somebody's Christmas tree in a restaurant. Yeah. When did you put together like, whoa, this is a fear. This is a lack um, signal I'm in that I'm reiterating and strengthening every time I do those kinds of actions. And yeah, like that's not what I want to do. And you made the choice to consciously change that. Where do you fit? Where do you, how do you tie it into the fear? Like, where do you see that playing into it? And where did that come from? Or how'd you get conscious of that? Yeah. So I was not conscious of it. I think once I realized that um, the next like chapter of my life and what I was meant to do couldn't get created until I met the fear, like after working with you, you kind of made it pretty obvious to me that the reason that that job was still showing up in my life was because I was carrying fear and doubt, like fear that I'm not going to be taken care of if I quit this job and doubt that there even is something that I'm meant to do and that I actually can receive abundantly. So once you like brought that to my awareness that it's this job is here to bring up the fear and doubt, I just realized how important it was for me to, to meet the fears that I have around money and it would come up when I'd like think about quitting my job before I knew what was next. Then I would feel all this fear. And then I just started to bring more awareness to 
where that fear was showing up in my life. And like, just because you would talk about how your cells are listening to everything that you're saying. So I just started to bring more awareness to every choice and action I'm making. What, what message is that sending to my body? And I was like, yeah. And, and you had like the tools, you had the work, you had those mm -hmm. pieces, even just one of those mind body tools to, to begin to be with those energies in a different way. So they're not living through you anymore and like sucking up your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, just, and what did you see with like the job situation, money? What did you see play out as a result of that? Um, my journey was pretty much exactly like yours, where as soon as I really like met the fear, like truly met the fear where I was like, I'm not scared to quit my job anymore. And it took me a long time to get there. Like I wanted to get there. And like, I had so many sessions with you about this, like where I was so sad and like, I don't want to be here anymore, but I don't know what's next. And I'm too scared to leave now. And, um, yeah, it, it was like really, really scary. So I just had to keep meeting the fear. And like, once I finally got to a point where I wasn't scared anymore and I was like, I'm ready to quit, even though I didn't know what was next. I was like, I need to quit before September. Like I had picked that date because that's when we were like supposed to go back to the office because like you could like work from home remotely for a while, but then you, we were supposed oh, to go back to the office on a certain date. And I was like, there's no way I can like fake this and like go back and be around these people and pretend to care about this anymore. Like it's different if I'm just at home and I don't really have to do anything, but I'm like, no, I, I know I can't do this. I know I can't go back to the office. So I had finally come to a state where I wasn't scared anymore, even though I had no idea what was next and where like the money was going to come from when there's no fear you just have this knowing that you're going to be taken care of because the only reason you wouldn't know that you're going to be taken care of is because you're in fear well so in one of the ways i think that's so essential is like you meet the fear you sit with the fear you you use the tools to help transmute the fear so it's not like i'm just going to walk through that situation and white knuckle it and force myself to leave the job or find it, you know, like Layla's saying she did this lily pad thing with not leaving a relationship till something else, a new relationship was lined up. Yeah. But if we meet the fear with presence, the fear that's there, which is, you know, what you're guiding through people in this work in a very personalized way, it's just not there anymore. Like you can make that step forward and there's clarity and there's freedom. And Obviously, it has a huge difference on like how your life ends up going and what happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but like I was kind of just like you and like pretty much everyone I talked to that worked at the company with me, we kind of felt like, oh, if we get a new position or a new role, then I'll like it. You know, maybe then I can make this work. And But no matter how many different roles and positions I got, it made no difference. Like maybe you temporarily feel a little bit better because you're doing something new and different, but then you realize you feel the same and like so many people that worked at that company with me felt like trapped and kind of felt like, oh, well, I should be grateful because this is such a great company and I'm making great money and there's great benefits and like, this is awesome, you know, but like, there's a part of us that knew like, this is not, this is not, this cannot be everything that's available, you know? <laughs> and I had a friend that asked me when I first started working there, he was like, can you see yourself doing this for the rest of your life, working at TransCanon for the rest of your life? And I was like, yeah, I could totally see it. Like I was just not self-aware at all. I really thought it was something that I could do. But I, I think a lot of people are in that um, situation 
And I think to like the linear mind, it's like, well, wait a minute, you got to have a job. You got to, what do, what, what do I, my thinking, like some pipe dream. No, no, no. Let me not do fairyland. Get real. You got to stay in your job. And it, it's not that we're saying you just like, oh, let's flit off to fairyland. Uh, but that something in you is showing you this is not your highest and best of what's available right now. What is right now available to you? Mm -hmm. um, so how would you say you like um, navigated that? Because, you know, in the mind, it's like, yeah, maybe for someone else, but look where I am. Um, what's the best way that you've, you've kind of like walked people through that? Because I mean, I think a lot of people watching or listening are going to resonate with that on some level, whether it's relationship or job, or you're like, this is not my heart's song of mm -hmm. how I want to live my life, but like, is it really supposed to be? Yeah. Well, a there's like a few things with that. So it, like you said, like if you feel the longing, it's because it's available. So if you don't even feel the longing and you're perfectly happy exactly where you are, then this is where you're meant to be right now, or it's not available for you right now, or you're not allowing yourself to truly drop in and feel what you're feeling. And the fact that this actually doesn't feel like peace. It's uh, like, this is a major point. I'm glad you said that part yeah. B to that sentence. I think there are a lot of people, I know a lot of people in my life who are still really convincing themselves like, no, it's good. I love my job. It's great. And their health is suffering and they're putting on weight and they're on anti-anxiety medication and if they, well, because I've talked to so many of them, when they actually drop in, they're like, I effing hate it. I do not want to, if I never had to go back again, I'd be a happier person. And as soon as you drop them in, it's right there. It's clear as day. And then they'll kind of bounce back and forth because they're like, no, 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 that wasn't real. I got to do my job. And, you know, I am lucky after all, and I should just be grateful. And they'll maybe pull it off for a little bit longer until it gets louder. Yeah. Yep. I know. How do you think uh, for people listening who maybe a lot of them are aware we want to hear from you like, oh, yeah, I'm resonating with that. I'm ready for something else. Yeah. Um, but also, um, how would you guide people through that second part of like the check in? Like I'm organically happy and I am where I'm meant to be versus like, whoa, let me get a little more honest with myself and actually just check it out to see what's actually going on. Yeah, I feel like most people are going to be too scared to do that second part because they're like, if I actually allow myself to feel the fact that this sucks before I know what's next, like, I don't want to feel that way. It's like they'd rather just be comfortable while they're where they're at. But thing is, allowing themselves to feel everything that's coming up for them in this job is what's going to create this next thing. So and if you don't do that, like the other thing's not really going to get created. It will just maybe be a new job, but you feel the same way and you'll just temporarily feel better. So the thing that really shifted everything for me was I met what was coming up in my body in regards to this job. So lots of fear about um, there is nothing I'm meant to do, right? If I leave this job, like what if there, it's not actually true that I'll be taken care of and there's something else for me. So much fear, so much doubt. I used to like try to stay in my mind and convince myself why I was going to be okay. Like I would always, I can't tell you how many times when I was in a job that I hated that I would like calculate my savings and be like, okay, so this will last me like five years. And I'm like, I'm sure within five years I'll figure out what I'm meant to do. Right. So I can leave my job and like, eventually I'll figure it out. You know, like I would do that so often, but then I wouldn't actually meet the fear that 
what if I run out of money and I still haven't figured out what I'm meant to do? Right. Or like you said before, what if now that I don't have a job or status, I have no love. No one can love me because I don't have that outer accolade. Oh yeah. Yep. That came up a little bit after I quit because it was just so ingrained in me that like, this is your value. Like I could feel it from my parents. They liked saying, oh, my daughter's an engineer. And I could just feel like they don't see my value anymore. And it was something I had to to sit with and be like, okay, you can think I have no value and think I'm worthless and I'll just welcome what co- what's coming up in my body, you know? Um, but the thing that made the biggest difference was I met my fear and my doubt till I was like just in a different consciousness. Now, when I had dissolved the fear, I just knew I was going to be taken care of. So like, obviously my whole reality had to shift because now I'm in a different consciousness. Right. And that job had to fade out of my life because it was no longer serving me because the purpose it was serving was bringing up the fear and the doubt. So once I had met that, the job had no purpose in my life and just faded out of my life, you know, and then something new came in like immediately, like two days later, you know? So um, that's really what created it for me. So everyone out there who's like trying to just stay comfortable in their job, I would recommend actually dropping in and allowing yourself to feel how much it actually sucks because that's what's going to create something more, not suppressing it and just, or, or you're dropping in and you feel how much it's awesome. Like, yeah, it could you be know, like, yeah. you're going to drop in and just feel more of what's mm-hmm. really here. You're going to feel more of what's really real. Yeah. So either way, it's a gift of clarity. And I think one of the most powerful things you said really was like, if you drop in more and you realize how much it sucks, know that, you dropping in is what's going to create something different. Yeah. Which is like I've said, put the light in the lighthouse. Like if if you drop in your body, you feel, you sense you're present and witnessing what's really happening within you, you just put the light in the lighthouse. So like everything in your world just changed. So you don't have to be afraid. I I think this is huge, like of being aware I think everybody in the world is learning. This is learning, like suck it up, hold it together and you'll be okay. And then if we drop in and we're like, oh my God, this is actually excruciating. I can't fake this anymore. I can't do this. Well, now my life's going to fall apart because the most important thing I learned was to hold it together. But that's a big lie. Like you're not meant to hold it together. Anything you're holding together is because it's not real and it's not organic and it's not serving you. And so, like you said, if if you just drop in, you're already creating the change for whatever it is that needs to be adjusted. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Um, I want to look at KR said, and there's so many comments, Alicia. I just want to mm-hmm. flash on that first. Uh, mm-hmm. Someone said, Alicia's angelic smile is curing my soul. Aww. I, I, I thought that was worth showing you because you have stepped into so much authenticity over the past years. And like, we don't often have a direct immediate uh, reflection of like what that does in the world or how that people see us and how powerful it is. But it it really is so extraordinary. Anytime you have the courage to just meet what's coming up for you. Uh, But KR had said, what happens when something shows up that you wanted, but you're not ready for it? Ooh, okay. By not ready for it, you mean like it's bringing up some sort of discomfort for you? I, I kind of want to clarify what that means, but <clears throat> something shows up that you wanted, but you're not ready for it. What part of you feels like you're not ready for it? What makes you think you're not ready for it? 
um, maybe you feel like you can't choose it yet because of like you have kids or something like that and that you think it's like outer circumstances. But if it is a true inspiration and it feels light, your wisdom would never leave you hanging and guide you to do something that's not serving you and taking every area of your life into account, including the people in your life. So if you're being guided to something, everyone benefits. If you honor yourself, everyone and everything benefits. Um, so I would breathe through any discomfort that's coming up in your body. And that's going to happen when you choose it anyways. Yeah. A lot of times it's assumptions we have Yeah, like, wait, get on a flight and fly to Italy tomorrow. Well, yeah, I want to go to Italy, but I want to do it like months later. And, but it's like, Hey, jump on the, get on the plane. And we have the assumption like, well, I'm not ready. I have to get this lined up and that lined up and that line. I mean, all of those are conclusions that are false. Mm -hmm. So maybe just question, you know, like you said, you know, yeah, well, I'm curious what makes her think she's not ready for it. If you want to elaborate on that. Let's see if we get more on that. As I let go of anger and resentment in my body, symptoms have improved greatly. Jill, thank you. I still have burning mouth syndrome and indigestion. Do you have any suggestions? So what does it bring up emotionally that you have this? Like you can't eat what you want. So then it brings up hopelessness. Like a lot of the times when people can't, digest food, they feel hopeless. I see that a lot. Um, but you don't actually need to know why it's there in order to heal it. Just go to what is it actually bringing up for me? What's the frustration? What's the emotion underneath this? And then if you meet that, then this thing doesn't need to show up anymore in order for you to meet this energy. So I, I would ask you, what what is it bringing up for you emotionally? Do you feel hopeless? Um, like That's what I would ask you and feel into that more fully. I would just get her to be more aware of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just the same as moving in when there was anger and resentment here and you've moved yeah. through that and symptoms have resolved. It's, it's more of the same. What's yeah. here now, what's here now to yeah. move through. Yeah. This enlightening conversation is meeting me where I didn't know I was at right now. Thank you both. Thank you, Susie. Norma said, how do you move into a new situation when you feel clueless about what's available and possible for you since past experience have been punishing? In theory, I believe in a loving universe, but my gut reactions are lagging behind. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't force myself to believe something that I didn't know was true, right? So I didn't know abundance was my birthright, even though like I had heard it and thought it, I didn't believe it until I actually met the fear because the only reason you wouldn't know your tr true nature or be living in it is because you're carrying these energies that aren't aligned with it. So like once I kept meeting the fear, I just didn't have thoughts like that anymore. I just had a knowing that I, maybe it won't sound like that to you. Abundance is my birthright, but essentially if there's no fear, then there's just no fear. You, you're not afraid. How are you going to receive? So there's going to somehow be some sort of knowing that you're taking care of. What's the best way you could um, ask someone to meet the fear or move through the fear. What would you yeah, say? Because yeah. I think a lot of people probably don't really have that experience either. Yeah. And whether it's like symptoms and then what's under the symptoms or, oh my gosh, I can't possibly leave my job. My job is my source. And yeah. what's actually underneath that. Mm -hmm. What's the best way to meet those pieces of, of consciousness or beliefs and move through them? Um, so 
yeah. my go-to like tool. Janelle said, please describe drop in and feel. What is yeah. that for me? So for me, that's like doing the instant elevation tool and, and the ABC tool that Kim talks about all the time. For anyone that doesn't know what that is, um, Kim has a guided version of it on her website at drkimd.com forward slash IET for anyone who doesn't know what that is or hasn't done it before. But it's essentially I bring awareness to what I'm feeling in my body. There's so many different ways you can do that. You can rate it on a scale of one to ten. You could just try to figure out where do you feel it? Does it have a texture, a size, a color, like anything that will get you to actually bring awareness to that area because your body already knows how to move this energy. And if you can just get out of resistance, it, it can move. So when you're bringing awareness to what you're feeling without judging it or making it wrong, even if it's like 10 seconds of you doing that, you just got out of resistance. So now your body is able to move that energy. That's what's happening when you're bringing awareness to what you're feeling and why it's so powerful to do that. Even though it seems simple, super powerful. And then the part B of the instant elevation tool is breathing. So slower and deeper breaths all the way down to your belly, soften your shoulders. So the breath comes all the way down to your belly. And then the part C, sometimes I don't even go to the part C. Part C is conscious choice. So it's like bringing in like something higher, like a higher perspective and affirmation kind of, I choose to relax my body, I choose to be at peace. Sometimes I don't even go there when I'm really in the density, really in the fear, really in the shame. I'm just doing A and B. I'm continuously doing A and B. And, and then I'll like think about that thing continuously until it's, it's just not as intense anymore. Like I'll keep thinking about quitting my job and then, okay, what's coming up in my body and bring awareness to it. And then I'll think about it again. Like that's how I moved through the fear. And that's how I moved through the shame too. Like when something would really trigger me and make me feel so wrong I would just keep doing the A and B and be like, where do I feel this in my body? Breathe more fully. I'd be crying. And then I'd think about that thing again that brought up the wrongness. And I'd be like, okay, do I still feel that way in my body? And then I would still kind of feel that way. And so I'd sit with it until when I would think about that thing anymore, there was just no wrongness anymore. I had actually moved that layer. So sometimes that's what I'll do. I'll actually like sit with it for like an hour if it's like really intense or however long it takes to actually move that layer. And then other times it doesn't take that long or I'll just do like my three conscious breaths and at least welcome some of the fear and shame, you know, mm -hmm. that's what it looks like, looked like for me. Beautiful. Jamie said, I had a session with Alicia and it was priceless becoming more present now and allowing myself to receive. Oh, that's awesome, Jamie. Um, yeah. We'll share anything else that you've noticed as a result from that. I will put the link in. Uh, for anyone who would like to have private sessions one-on-one -on -one and begin working with Alicia, um, I'll put the, the link here for our Mind Body Mentor page. Joni said, I was pushing through a job I hated, then subconsciously my body created an illness and now I'm not able to work. Yeah, that, that happens. And I even started getting like brain fog or vertigo or something like that, like near the end of it. I felt like I was going to fall out of my chair. Like I couldn't. I couldn't even work. And then I, I took a leave of absence for a year and then I went back for a really short amount of time and that feeling came back again. Dizziness, feeling like I'm gonna fall out of my chair. Like my body was trying to let me know something, right? Like brain fog is like your, anything related to the brain you always say is like your operating system. So it was like, I was trying to fit in this old operating system that wasn't aligned with me and my body was trying to let me know. And that's the same thing that's happening for this person. 
Mm -hmm. um, K oh, KR said, I feel so good, but the pattern of not listening or overcommitting is something my inner being calls me out of. Yeah, there's a lot of habits, patterns, ways of being that are like from the programming and none of them, are, you know, it, it could be one thing. It could be one program, one underlying belief, one way that I'm conducting myself in the world. Like I got to keep pushing harder, got to keep overcoming. And so we don't drop in and we don't know what's available. And it could create 20 illnesses and 20 diagnoses and we need 16 medications. And then we think they're like all these different things, but it's one thing. And when you do this work, whether you do, you know, virtually like a home study, because we have a whole program for the instant elevation um, available on the website, you do on your own, or you want to have private one-on-one -on -one mentorship, which is invaluable. We can't, you cannot put a, a, a limit on like, the value of what this creates in your life because of how much you can shift in that session. Um, but you, you do this work and you drop in and you receive the guidance and you transmute these energies that are in your system, like sending signals to yourselves, creating what's happening in your life. And you really can let it uh, resolve into a whole different way, a whole different way of living. Mm -hmm. um, Hafsa said, please say something about, my awareness is my medicine. When I enter my body, I feel a lot of heavy emotions and I'm suffering from autoimmune disease. Yeah, I feel like I spoke to that a little bit about why it's the medicine because when you're bringing awareness to what you're feeling without making it wrong, you just got out of resistance for like however long you were bringing awareness to what you were feeling, 10 seconds even. You got out of resistance for 10 seconds. So now your body can work as it's designed. Your body already knows how to transmute energy. It knows how to do that for you. It knows how to move these heavy emotions that you're talking about. That's just energy. So that's why, that's what I would say. That's why awareness is the medicine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm going to speak to this too. KR said, I, I, I've used a dog to cure my loneliness in the past, but now there's a big commitment with training because she, I think, lost her dog. And now I feel overwhelmed and I can't keep up with this pattern. Yes. So how is this serving me that, I got this loneliness and then I have a dog that counteracts it so I can survive. But now life's like, oh, that's not going to work anymore. And it's too overwhelming to, to get another dog right now. Mm. You want to speak to that a little bit too? I know you have a lot of experience with this stuff too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I totally relate to that. Like just trying to um, kind of fill up my life so that I didn't feel the loneliness or the emptiness. So for a while it was I always need to be in a relationship, always need to have a guy in my life. But then life was trying to invite me into something higher than that and kind of made sure that that couldn't give me what I was actually asking for um, because life's always on your, on your side. And so for a long time, I thought when these outer things will change that I won't feel this way anymore. So I would try to do exactly what you were doing. Um, but like it, it, it just... <laughs> It wouldn't work like there was one time when i was like really in the depression and i would like try to just try to fill up my day so that i didn't feel this way anymore or try to do things that would bring me joy so i didn't feel this way anymore and i remember there's this one spa that i really wanted to go to for a long time and so i went to it and it was like i was in this beautiful i was like in the hot tub this it was snowing there was mountains it was so beautiful and i 
was having suicidal thoughts. Cause I was like, if this doesn't bring me joy, then what will? Like something I've, I've been wanting to do forever. And is this beautiful? If this isn't enough to make me want to live, then like what is? And that's when I really realized it can't come from something outside of me. I literally have to meet the emptiness and the loneliness. That's that's the only thing. It can't come from a dog or a person or more trips, more travel, keeping busier. Like I literally had to meet the the loneliness, which I've been meeting a lot more lately. And it's been painful, but I know it's worth it. <laughs> and it expands your life. So you're, you know, there's more freedom on the other side of that. Even if it's only a few breaths, I am the medicine I'm searching for out there. My mm. presence is the medicine to that part of me. Cause it's really just an aspect of myself who feels hurt, who feels abandoned, who feels like it's not okay to feel what she's feeling. If she feels sad and I'm sorry, we have no time for sadness right now. Come on, chop, chop, chop. Well, now she's going to feel sad and depressed because of that suppression. And the more I try to box it in and box it in and suppress it, yeah, you feel like, okay, there's no way I'm ever going to be expressed. Let me just end it. And that can come when we're so suppressed. We haven't made space for our own sadness. We haven't made space for our own pain. We mm -hmm. haven't made space to acknowledge where we feel so hurt and to just, you know, not get over it, but be in it oh, wow, this is really this was so painful. I felt so sad. I felt so hurt. I felt abandoned. And then all the ideas that went with that and just be the presence of space for that emotion, be the presence of space for that one in pain. It doesn't mean you, you become that one in pain. It means you become the one who holds space for that one in pain. Mm -hmm. And that's something I think is a real art. And, you know, we just, people don't know how to do that doesn't even occur to us because we've been so trained to um, disengage from what we feel and disown. And the more we disown, guess what's going to happen? Like life's going to bring it up in our circumstances and in the people around us to have mm -hmm. us reown what we feel. Yeah. I see that so much. People are doing like the craziest things to, to not meet what they're feeling and they don't even realize that's why they're doing it. And that if they just met what they were feeling, this this problem that they think they need to do all this stuff, it just like wouldn't even be a problem anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like I was talking to someone recently about how like when we go to the gym and we're around people that like really know what they're doing and we don't, we feel like shame and like embarrassed, especially if we're using a machine that they want to use and we're like taking up time from them and like it brings up all this shame. So he was saying like, I'm going to start going to the gym really early in the morning so that I don't have to deal with that. And then I asked him, I was like, so you would rather force yourself to wake up early when you don't want to than just to meet your shame. Like that's actually all that would happen if you just went to the gym at the time you want to go to the gym. The worst thing that's actually going to happen is you're just going to feel shame and embarrassment in your body. And that's all you need to do to solve this problem is just is feel it instead mm -hmm. of force myself to get up early so that then I don't meet my shame. Yeah. And so to feel it like, welcome it. Hi, yeah. shame. Here you are. You're welcome to be here and take a breath. That's bigger than the shame feeling. You know, do you want to guide us through a practice with this? Because so, you know, a lot of people are asking, like, do I just hold space for the one in pain? Um, do I just meet the loneliness simply by feeling and then I won't feel so sad. Yeah. It's a subtle um, shift that happens. 
Um, but let's let's maybe do a little bit of a drop in with this so we have an experience. Okay, yeah, we can do that. So I don't know, we can start with whatever is coming up the most for you right now, whether it's shame, fear, people that are like afraid to leave their job, um, whatever is showing up right now. So why don't we just like soften our shoulders, close our eyes. And I just want you to bring awareness to what you're feeling right now in your body. And if you have a specific thing that you want to move, you want to move shame, you want to move fear, you can think about a time where that came up for you. Or for me, when I would think about quitting my job, I would feel the fear. Or maybe symptoms too, like people are having physical symptoms. Yeah. Go to the emotion underneath it if you can. Yeah, and just and just go to the physical sensation of that symptom and the emotions right there. So it will come up if you just go to the the physical as well and just breathe into that area. Yeah. So bring awareness to that area if you are aware of where you feel it in your body. And if you're not aware, that's okay. You can ask, what if I did know where this was? That's a good question. What if I did know where this was? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And if you can rate it on a scale of one to 10, if 10 is like really intense and one is not that intense, where is it at? Okay, so I, I have something that's coming up, so I'll mm -hmm. just give it um, yeah. a six. Okay. And does it have like a texture or a size? Yep. Okay. It feels smooth, but really hard and heavy, like a bowling ball. And it's smaller than a bowling ball size. Okay, great, great. Okay, so let's bring in the breath now into this area. Soften your shoulders so the breath will naturally come all the way down to your belly. I like to breathe in through my nose and out through my mouth about five seconds in, five seconds out. But as long as it's slower and deeper breaths down into your belly, we'll take at least like three to five breaths like that. Yeah, so as I'm breathing, it's like, it's like yelling and screaming, no, 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 this is too much. This is too intense. This is too big. This will never work. This will, it's a big thing. And it's intensifying feelings of um, regret, rejection. That's it, rejection. Yeah, that happens. It can intensify when you, when you drop in, but we're gonna stay, stay with it anyways. Keep breathing into that area. So Kim, how is it for you now? Is it more intense? So one of the things I noticed was mm -hmm. um, when breathing into the area to make it go away. So I just sort of let that go as well and just breathe. Yeah. I just witnessed that. 
Yeah. And then I was just breathing to enjoy it and to be with it, mm-hmm. which was just so funny because I never, I never thought like, oh, I'll just enjoy this. But I actually did enjoy like I, I just have space to breathe with this and be with this and it's okay. And I'm grateful I can be with this part of myself, yeah. uh, whatever part that is. So does it feel any lighter or did it intensify or is it the same? Um, it intensified and got lighter. Like it intensified and then it got lighter. Okay. So yeah, when it's starting to feel a little bit lighter, like that's when I'll bring in the part C of the ABC tool. So now you can make a conscious choice. You could just say it to yourself. I like to say, I choose to relax my body and be at total peace now. And I can kind of feel my body dropping and softening as I say that. I think this is really cool because I'm on the receiving end and uh, I never actually did that little shift where I wait to do C until I'm, I'm done with B. And what I realized was like, yeah, I could keep breathing it and breathing it. It's not going away. It's not going away. Breathing to make it go away. Or I could just breathe to welcome it and enjoy it and actually just enjoy a human experience. And as soon as I did that, what I felt was it was a, it was a lattice work. Like it was a power with which to create and manifest my life. And then when I did just briefly go into see like, what, what could I create with my life? It was like unlimited. That's beautiful. I know. But I'm glad people watched you do that because that happens a lot. You feel it more, it gets more intense and you might just want to escape and go back to not breathing and not feeling into it. But I did, I have, I've been sitting with this for, for a while now. And like, I'm at a place in my life where we are beginning to create a lot of things very differently. So it's, it's not just like one thing. It's, it's a lot of things. And I know it's requiring me to keep releasing more and more and more densities and old ways of being. Mm-hmm. So I, I know it's a part of that. And um, I have been like not really wanting to sit with it because yeah. it's so it, it's got it's been like, oh, like so heavy and so intense that I'm just like I, it just makes me feel totally apathetic. And so then I've been like welcoming in the apathy and welcoming in the hurt parts of myself which is like what's, you know, each time we ascend into a new stage of our lives, we've got to dump some other parts that are not really who we are more Mm -hmm. and more and more and more and more. And so life becomes like a, you know, continuous ascension of, of expansion and a journey into more love. And as we get better and better at mm, meeting these things and like welcoming them, letting them transmute like you just guided us through we just get better and better at journeying through life Mm -hmm. and something i've been doing lately because what i've been moving through lately has just been more intense than what i've felt in a really long time is i've been like setting time aside to sit with this pain so i've been doing it in the bath every night and just taking this relaxing bath with my epsom salts and candles and relaxing music and just sitting with this one who is in like unthinkable pain. And I've been doing that like every day for the past month. And it's actually got to the point where I'm looking forward to these baths, even though I'm crying in them and it's so painful, I really am looking forward to it. It's like how you were just saying, like, what if I can just kind of welcome this and, and like enjoy this? Like 
you, you wouldn't think that feeling your pain would be enjoyable, but it actually feels like such a release and a relief. And it, it feels better than it's kind of sitting there all day and you know it's there. But when I'm actually just like setting time aside to sit with it, like it actually felt like really nice. And so I was doing that every day for this past month and it helped me so much. Wow. And, and you know, you also are aware, like you're in a journey in your life where, um, you know, like there's major changes you've been inviting in with like having a partner or family, you know, there's a lot of things that um, as we become that person who's in that partnership or we become a person who's in a, a family or a situation we have to we have to purge what we're holding on to that isn't serving that and what we're holding on to that isn't serving us mm -hmm. and uh that's all we're doing here you know is just like letting those things go that are not us yeah yeah i mean i had the awareness obviously that this was happening for me i mean i always have that awareness and in this particular case, I knew exactly what it's creating for me and probably things I'm also not even aware that it's creating for me. But I found when I try to bring that in, when I'm like really in the density, it's, it feels like putting ice cream on top of poop if I bring it in too soon. Like I feel this like twisting feeling in my stomach if I'm using it as a way to feel what I'm feeling less. So that awareness was in the back of my mind that this is happening for me, but I just wouldn't really bring it in. It's kind of like what we just did with ABC. It's like the part C, I'm not bringing it in until I'm feeling a little bit lighter because otherwise it just feels like putting ice cream on top of poop. Like, uh, uh, Yeah, yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah, and that's what I think. Um, I'm trying to find the question. Um, oh, do I do we meet the loneliness and by feeling all the feelings and then it won't feel so alone. It's like it's not if I'm doing it. So now I won't feel so alone. It's a very different thing. But yeah, if I'm doing it so I will feel alone, like I want to feel in love that one who feels alone. I want to feel in love that one who feels not good enough. I want to feel in love that one who's so sad and just hold her. Not so that I don't feel her, but so now that part of me that feels sad doesn't doesn't hold it back, doesn't keep harboring it for 20 freaking years. It's yeah. like it can release in 12 seconds. Exactly. That's what I had to do. And, the, and, um, and she's saying like, so that I don't feel sad and alone. Like, yes, that does, that does happen. And that did happen for me, like after I've been sitting with it for a whole month, but it's like way more than what you're actually asking for. Like what I have been feeling now Guys, it's like I've never felt this kind of unconditional love. Like it's like the other day I felt like as if I was receiving love from another person, even though there's no one else, no one in my life right now. It felt like a, I don't know how to describe it. It felt like a romantic love, like someone was trying to send me love, but nothing was different. I wasn't doing anything. I'm not dating anyone. It's just this unconditional love that was underneath that feeling of loneliness that I've been meeting. And it's better than what I was actually asking for, which was, hey, I just don't want to feel lonely anymore. I was being invited into something totally different. I haven't felt this kind of unconditional love before. Let's speak to Joni. She said, I feel like when I'm, when I feel into the pain, I cry for hours. So yeah, you feel like you cry for hours or there's an experience of crying for hours and dwell on the discomfort for hours. Does this mean I'm still in resistance? <clears throat> so are you actually like welcoming the one who's in pain and telling her like, it's okay that you're feeling this way. It's okay that you're in pain. Take as long as you need. 
or is the intention that you're trying to get the discomfort and the pain to to go away because that's what it feels like and that's what would be creating resistance and yes there's that intention and that's what you're wanting but if you can think of it like a like a child who's hurting because that's pretty much all it is like a, a little one who got this message that she's not good enough and doesn't deserve to receive that's the only one that is actually asking for this love and how e easy is it to love her so that's what I try to think about. It's like the little one in me who's hurting and like a child. And it just tell her like, it's, it's okay that you feel this way. I'm so sorry that you feel this way. And then you're not in resistance if you're doing that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, because a lot of people are saying that. I've been trying to purge it for years. I'm going in circle. Mm -hmm. Is crying a positive way. I've cried so much, feeling hopeless, fearful about my symptoms in the future. And I wanted to speak to this too. Oh, where was it? It's a really good one. It's like, I feel my body and then there's fear. And then I have more fear because I'm feeling my body. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Yes, Jody said, so many symptoms that give me fear and the more fear I feel, the more symptoms I have. It's a cycle. It's so hard to break. So I just think of it as it's a deeper layer to meet because otherwise, if you think about it that way, healing is cyclical. So, I mean, it kind of makes sense that she's experiencing that and saying it's like a cycle, but really it's a deeper layer each time. It's not like nothing moved and this is pointless and more things just keep happening and nothing's working What's actually happening is you're meeting a deeper, deeper layer each time because healing is a, is a cyclical journey. So that's what I like to remind myself when something comes back is like, it's not actually that it came back. It's just like, I've, I've welcomed in more light. So anything that doesn't align with that has to come up. So, and now I have what I need. It wouldn't be coming up if I didn't have what I need. So I'll be just as willing to meet this layer as I was to meet the other layer. Mm hmm. Any pieces we didn't touch on that you want to share from like working with individuals and what you've seen um, from your own journey or any of the other things maybe we didn't have time to touch on? Yeah. Um, well, I had someone I worked with the other day who told me that when she watched the first time you interviewed me, like, I don't know, it was like a year and a half ago or something, that she was in a wheelchair back then. But then when she watched that video, something clicked for her. And then when I talked to her recently, she's like, I'm walking now. I can walk like 800 meters now. And I was like, that is so amazing. I don't even know what I said in that interview, what it was for her. But like, it could be that simple as someone just watches this and something clicks for them. And they could be doing the same thing they're doing now, but now they're doing it in a different way. And they see totally different results now. That made me really happy. And, um, Something I've noticed a lot with almost like, it's almost universal with everyone that I work with is just like people are, are so much in their like alpha masculine energy and not really in their feminine omega energy. Even if it's a man that I'm working with, it's, it's, it's the same thing. It's, it's almost universal with every single person. So that's something that I, I, I like, I give omega exercises to a lot of the people that I work with. Like that's pretty universal. Like if, for anyone listening, I would say it would be pretty rare that that's not a thing for you. I would be shocked. Mm -hmm. So that they're over alpha, they're yeah. too much in the masculine, imbalanced masculine, yeah, and yeah. then not also in the feminine power. So it's not a, a cohesive balance. Yeah. And it's affecting every area of their life. Like someone I was just working with, there was like three things that were coming up for her and it was the same energy underneath all of them. Like She's, she felt like she wasn't receiving enough money and she wanted, she felt like she was in lack and wanted to be receiving more money. 
she was having issues in her relationships and then she was um showing like autoimmune markers in her labs and i was like well the energy with all three of these is is like like autoimmune disease is like overworking pushing overcoming over masculine energy if you're having issues in your relationship if you're with a man it's a lot of the times probably because you're too much in alpha when that's his core energy and you're not in your core energy of feminine energy so like that's going to cause issues in your relationships and then money like if you're not receiving money effortlessly it's because you're not in your receiving energy receiving is an omega feminine energy so all three things were the same thing it was all showing me you're too much in your masculine energy and uh that's that's pr pretty universal with almost everyone this is a huge thing i think you bring in the work is how do we open up to receptivity when i'm so scared or how do i open up receptivity when i have to you know overcome and push harder because there's so much lack how do i open into receptivity when you know i have no energy i've got to push through and and this is really the the value and the power of what this work is is we don't you know you didn't create your kidneys and your liver and your digestive system you're not pumping your blood you're just in a space that allows that to happen to an enhanced degree or you're in a space that resists that happening as well as it could be happening. And so how do I create that receptivity? So energy comes in, healing comes in, money comes in, resources come in, opportunities come in to my life. Um, I, I think that's really one of the biggest keys, like missing so much from the approach to medicine and symptoms and disease. And then definitely the approach to relationships, um, to work, to money, um, what what are your experiences now with money since you touch on that in the beginning that that was such a challenge for you yeah um what are how are you experiencing money now and and how, what is that like oh my god like there's like way less fear like i know i had that kind of like i mean i keep being invited to meet deeper layers of this so yeah i, I recently felt some fear around money because i was like oh if the financial system collapses i'll lose everything and i Remember, I had a session with you about that because it brought up so much fear for me. So I met a deeper layer of it. But like, it's like, I don't, I'm not in fear that I'm not going to receive what I need. Like, I, it's, it's, there's a part of me that just knows I'm always going to, and not just what I need, but like all of my heart's desires too. So I invest in myself way more now than I ever did before. Like, went shopping recently. I went to Amy's store in Toronto, that like swimsuit lingerie store. I spent like $1,500 on lingerie. I've never like, invested that much in myself in one period of time shopping like that before. And what I notice is when I invest in myself, I I'll always receive that money back. Not only do I always have what I need, but like I'll like receive more because it's an investment in yourself. So now you're more in the frequency of joy. So obviously you'll receive more things at that frequency. So at, right after I had that shopping spree, it was like all, money coming in in all these different ways. And it just validates that you, your job is not your source. It's your frequency that is your source. Yeah. And because I just entered more joy by investing in myself, I just received way more money. So mm. yeah, it's like there isn't this fear anymore. And it's really- I, I think the greatest receptivity you've cultivated that like supported that experience was receiving yourself. So you're dropped in and present and you have the discernment of this is an investment. This strengthens my joy. I'm I'm grateful for this and I'm going to go in this direction versus what most people are trying to do is 
and they can't do it with thousands and thousands of dollars, but to buy their way into happiness, let me just spend more money. Let me just spend more money. I'm worth it. I deserve it. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't create that prosperity because yeah. yeah. it's a totally different move. I'm just trying yeah. to fill a hole versus what you're doing is, is a true investment. I'm dropped in. I'm aware. I love myself fully. I'm going to um, honor myself with this, um, this choice. It's, it's a totally different um, different choice, different way to go about it. That is really about self-nurturance versus self-denial. Yes. Yeah. Like Susie exactly. said, it's your frequency. That is your source. Awesome. Yeah. Great. You guys, All right, I know people are really resonating with what Alicia is sharing. She's such a beautiful soul. Um, someone in Facebook said beautiful. All of this. I left a career four weeks ago with a loving curiosity to explore new opportunities. So many wonderful messages here. Yes. KR said, yeah, especially because being in the alpha too much masculine energy and over masculine overdriving can create a neurotic dog. The lies are breaking apart. It's possible to receive love and be safe and empowered in the feminine. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. Um, so Alicia can be found if you would like to do mentorship privately with her at drkimd.com forward slash mentors. Uh, or if you're just on the drkimd.com site, there's, you know, there's programs, there's our book, uh, little plug for the book, which is filled with really powerful mind body tools, like the instant elevation and other things Alicia was touching on that were like, you know, how do I drop in to let the energy in my system transmute? So I'm not a hostage to that anymore. Um, so it's a great starting point for people who are new to this work, like pick up the book. There's a video program that goes along with it. If you would like the, you know, extra enhanced piece, uh, it's, it's at drkimd.com forward slash book. Um, but I know a lot of people are ready for a deeper one-on-one -on -one experience. And if this resonates with you, um, Alicia does have availability right now. So um, you are welcome to join at drkimd.com forward slash mentors. We are here every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Mountain Time live in the Mind Body community in Facebook or on the YouTube channel, Dr. Kim D, uh, Dr. Kim Duramo. And I want to also acknowledge Alicia for our beautiful Instagram page because <laughs> she put a lot of love into that and it did get sort of uh, hacked and hijacked recently. And we stayed out of fear. We connected together and miraculously things came around and we have our, our Instagram access back. So we'll see you in there as well. Um, thank you so much, beautiful Alicia. You're such a shining star. I know that so many are benefiting just from seeing your, like someone said, your angelic smile because there's courage in that smile. And there's a person who's really met these spaces with, with love and with courage and with compassion You've cultivated so much compassion. You have more compassion in your pinky finger than most people have had in their whole body. And so everyone really will benefit from that, just meeting you or looking at you or receiving this broadcast. Oh, you're so sweet. Thanks for having me. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> Lots of love. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you soon. You've been listening to the Mind Body TV podcast with Dr. Kim Duramo. For a special download to assist with integrating this work, go to drkimd.com forward slash podcast.